This Loud and Proud podcast is brought to you by Defy.ie. And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it and he's done it. A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it. It is. I don't believe it. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the Loud and Proud Senior Final Podcast. So here is my match report. The Blues uh, 2-9 to 1-9 winners on the day, but it was the first 16 minutes. That's where it all began and that's where it all ended for Nave Martin, really, because uh, the Blues just came out of the blocks. The game was delayed a week, we all know, with the, um, the game being called off last week and it just looked like the Blues were fed up waiting. They just nearly burst the hinges off the door to get out and play in the game and they got the perfect start Rob Carr just clipped over a lovely score lovely attack right from nearly the throw in patient build up and you could just sense then that the the Blues were already in the game because they didn't show that last year and they didn't show that against Clotter they were kind of messing about but they showed their intent straight away from Rob Carr who's probably one of the most under, underestimated players or unsung heroes for the Blues he just gets about his business and he top scored for the Blues today from play with kicking three scores overall straight after that score Alan Connor comes up the field he didn't really come up the field because it was more of a case that he was marking uh, Owen Callaghan two of them matched up very well we, we catch up with Alan Connor um, later he, he chats to me he ends up in the Man of the Match award and he he pressed up on it was his it was his uh, marking job on um, Owen Callaghan that nearly swung the game uh, the Blues, unlike last year, got the matchups right. They, they put Kevin Carr did a good job on JP. The Carlin dropped there, sent the back, and played there all year. To win on Sam Mulroy, and I don't Sam, Sam or JP didn't score for play, and that was telling in in the end. And Connor goes up the field. He put he kind of he was put marking on Callahan, but he had that freedom to go forward. He used his own initiative, and he snuck forward, and the Blues found him. Um, Lovely, it was a lovely low finish. It just completely opened up for him. He ran through Brannigan, flicked the uh, flicked the ball inside him, and just was wide open in the scoreboard end. And he just drilled it low to bottom, uh, bottom left keeper's right hand side. And it had to be low because Craig Lynch is a good goalkeeper, good shot stopper, and that just set them up one one to no score after five minutes. Brannigan whips over a lovely score. Then um, Connor comes up the field again, patient move, just flicks it over the bar, and then. 12 minutes 
Now in this period, did the, the jocks did come up and they kicked, kicked a couple of wides, a couple of frees, and just giving the ball away on occasions as well. And that twelve on the twelve minute mark, that really knifed them as well. It was uh, Ferg Donahue, not a member of the full back line, came up the field. He was fouled by Stephen Campbell, who had started very lively for the Martins. Probably one of the only Martins players that started very well. He pulled down Donahue, no real choice, and upstepped them with Carroll to take the penalty, and he drilled it into the net. Really well taken penalty. That put them 2-3 to no score up after 12 minutes. Uh, and the double whammy is Campbell getting black car. Conor Whelan comes in. Ross Nally finds the target after. Just when you think the Blues might settle on the lot of rest on the laurels, they come out and they force a turnover. The, the, the forwards are just hungry for uh, tackling. Turned over. It could have been Paul Barrell in the, in the defence, and uh, Nally just punished him with a score. Then Andy um, kicks a free. I think it was like it was like forty. It was like a forty-five. And that would be the last score. That was the last score of the half in 16 minutes. They wouldn't score for another 22 minutes, but such is the comfort. And you don't want to give the Blues confidence. You don't want to give them a good start. And they had both they had the confidence. They could set the game, and then, then they could manage the game from that period on. They might have managed it that well in the second half. But um, like I say, they had all the matchups right. Paul Moore even going on. Um, Mousy McQuillan did a job Paul Moore came out from relative nowhere to start Ian Connor gets dropped um, that was another factor in it and it just kept just kept the ball kept moving them, moving the Martins round side to side it took uh, took the Jocks 18 minutes score and it was Callow came up the field and kicked a fine score really good score then um, Wayne Campbell had another one and just before half time Sam landed a free having missed one earlier to get them into the game so that was 2-5 to 3 at half time um, there was an air of inevitability about it um, the Martins needed an early goal having kicked three in a row they needed an early goal in the second half just to get into the game and get really into that lead they did outscore the Blues won 6-4 to four after the second half the Blues were fairly wouldn't be very happy with it with that second half performance Colin Judge I've chatted to him there in a minute and he said he explains that as well and um, you could probably say it's a combination of things where you take your foot off the gas inevitably and then maybe Christy and Jim Farrell got into the Martins and made them kind of press a little bit more and put a little more organisation on the pressure and the pressure to put on the Blues in certain areas and it worked they came out and Conor Whelan kicked the first of his three second half points and uh, Rob Carr again just notches another one he, that was just, that was the that was the that was the score the first score in 22 minutes Samuel Roy booms over a 45 and then Wheelow gets his next that was 6-2-6 to two, six. that was 6 points didn't really get it down to within the margin until uh, Sam's late late goal Downey notches a free Clutterbuck Clutterbuck was really John Clutterbuck was really instrumental in driving the Martins up into the game made a 2-7-7 seven seven, but they were missing scores they were missing frees um, in this period of dominance and he needed to be taking every single score to make it really really nervy down the stretch um, and he kicked a great score from play um, is that their only score from play no it wasn't uh, Rob got the score from play in the start of the second half and he got a really good point lovely calling effort 2-8 to 7 then Robert Cards another free to make it 2-9 to 7 and then they could brace themselves for the finish in the finale that was inevitably going to come Sam lands another free but in between that JP takes over from the freeze and he drops a short uh, Wheelow gets another one 
um, when the clock was well run down into, into the five minutes additional time uh, Craig Lynch takes a long range free kick and Sam punches the goal and it was fortuitous enough goal but those, those goals you have to take as a poacher and I think he's probably scored in every round every game to the, in the uh, in the run up to the final Sam but then he had a great chance as well possible penalty if he holds on to it Mick Fanning makes a really good drive and run and you thought oh my god this is like turning the tables on last year that uh, the Martins were going to come back but it just shows they lacked a little bit of composure a little bit of experience just to keep the scores coming in in the dominant periods and just being clinical when they had the chance if Sam hits the side now the referee blows for the final whistle and that was it that was 2-9 to 1-9 the Blues three in a row first time since Cooley in the 70s and they'd have a chance to match the, their own record and the, the county's record of four in a row um, of Joe Ward titles Emma Carlin was the captain he raised the cup um, but it was an overall it was nearly their prime for that performance the Blues um, after the semi-final and last year um, get under their skin a little bit and they just pushed on and they just showed why they were champions and worthy champions at that they could empty their bench they could bring um, the likes of Darren Alley in who's new and then the other extreme is uh, Hugh McGinn that's his fifth Joe Ward medal today Hugh McGinn along with John Commode and uh, Colin Judge uh, I think that's it yeah I think that's it off that team Thomas Costello maybe as well off the bench he came in Let's up that bit of experience. The jocks go again two two years in a row loss. Um, very tough, very hard on them, very nearly unfair on them. The uh, the start was just it was just um, I don't know it wasn't what they like everyone it was the two best teams but the neutrals we expected a really tight game ding dong battle and they soon regretted it because it was just that blistering star two fights and no score completely shell shocked and they needed to break the momentum and they didn't similar to Nelly Ireland the All Blacks they just couldn't and the Blues wouldn't give the ball away either so they couldn't really settle into the game and it's just that was it that was it really and congratulations to the New Town Blues we um, we now hear from uh, Man of the Match Alan Connor and he he's delighted and he's uh, he's hands full when I was talking to him. Alan, you have to leave the man of the match trophy with your father. How does that feel? <laughs> I just know if I if I bring it in there, it's not coming back out. You know, one piece anyway. But yeah, no, yeah, happy, delighted with that. So I am, but savage effort from the lads, particularly in the first twenty minutes, and then the Martins came back. That's all game. John, absolute serious outfit, but dug it out, hung on there, showing. The first 20 minutes, you're talking about a good start. You were key to that good start. You drifted forward to get a, to get a really, really good goal to get this off the mark, confidence-wise. Yeah, so I suppose like just in the back of my mind was definitely Dreadnought's game. I mean, Dreadnought's definitely controlled us for the first 20 minutes in the in the goal there. So, John, we are gearing towards definitely getting out of the box and getting out fast, maintaining the lead and building on it. And I think that's what we've done. So, happy, happy out with that, yeah. And you, you took your goal very well. Ah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Jeez, if I'd have missed that, I would have been shot. We were doing shooting there for goal for the past month. Colin telling us to keep it low, and John, I did that in the end when I came to it. So happy, happy with that, yeah. And it was a, it was a key part as well. It was a good match up yourself and Callow. You, co- you kind of forced him to go go backwards more so than forwards. 
Yeah, so I was told that I was going to be marking Callow during the weekend. You know, I played with Callow there in the minor team. He's the captain, absolute serious player, probably the best underage player he was in 2017. So I knew I had my work cut out, and I definitely I was looking forward to it. You know, to test myself against him. He's still a savage player, Callow. So he is. And yet, the Martins came back. You, you you had to hang on this year compared to last year. Was that in your mind last year? I suppose it is at the back of mine, especially I, I got the black card there with about two minutes to go and I went there and I kneeled down and they scored the goal and I was like, oh jeez, they're not going to do us now, but luckily the lads, you know, the savage performance kept on in there and really showed nerves of steel, you know, to hang on out there with the three points, but yeah, no, credit to the Martins, serious, so it's yeah, serious. Is it, is it special? Three in a row, or did it, was there much talk beforehand? We tried to keep the talk to the minimum, but you know, every time you log on to the Facebook or the Twitter, you see it there, and it's tough. Like I, I tried to distance myself from it, but you know, you're only human. You're going to be intrigued with all the articles and that. And yeah, I suppose it is. It's, it's very special, especially you know, I'm only in the squad now. I say the older lads there, calling me, etc. You know, I say it's very special for them. But no, I take nothing away from it. Serious, very special for me as well. Brilliant, Alan. Uh, thanks very much. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Pat, what's the dragon? Check out Defy.ie, proud sponsors of the Loud and Proud podcast. Great chat there with Alan Connor, who probably was one of the player, one of, if not the player of the championship. I think he made the the Loud and Proud podcast and the Dark Democrat team of the week nearly every week. He was so impressive. Um, really defined the game today with his 1-1 absolutely outstanding and deserving winner of the, of the Man of the Match Awards there was other candidates like the column judge Robert Carr um, was was quite good as well and another uh, war horse um, column judge he had a good game today before he went off injured heavily strapped up I caught up with column after the game Colin, um, coming into the game, did you want to put to bed last year's final? Is that why you got the good start you just did? Um, yeah, to be honest, Dan, I suppose last year's final and the semi-final against Clotto, we started, Jesus, we were, we, were, we were pretty atrocious, we were very lacklustre, stuck to the ground and we sort of wanted to put that right, we scraped over the line in the semi Probably should have been better, to be honest with you, in the semi-final. Clotto were probably the better team, but again, look, we dug it out, and that's a sign. That's like we'd always think that when we're playing, maybe Clotter and and uh, Monas the boys that that they might cave in and before us, and we just we just seem to have that bit between our teeth. Uh, look, I suppose that goes at winning champions championships, and we're probably the only team around now at the moment that has that pedigree. You look at the Pats had it for years, Cullen had it. Uh, when, when, they, that, when Cullen had the great team they won 4 or 5 championships Pats won 7 7 championships they always had that even if they weren't playing well they'd still dig it out and I think where sort of get, this team is, is getting that um, that's, that's how I feel yeah. was, that, was that annoying like, was, it, was it annoying or was it the perfect way to go into a final um, to be honest it was probably a bit of both um, I think every, everyone that we talked to in the public not that we really take public opinions into consideration, but uh, anyone you're going around the town and it was all Monster Boys, so we're going to win this game. It seemed to be, I know we were favourites in the bookies and all that, and we were going for three in a row, but it seemed to be a general consensus that Monster Boys were the better team. 
And I think a lot of people fed into last year's performance and I think it's nothing against Monash the Voice. The players, maybe the supporters believed all this and maybe that, that just seemed to be the general consensus. We knew, we know that, well, we feel we're a better team and we know we're a better team than Monash the Voice at this present moment. And well, we used to win in championships, they haven't won championships and until they do win a championship, they, I don't think they can put near the same level as us. And then, polar opposite to last year's final, they end up coming back. Does, yeah. Was that in the back of your mind as well? Uh, to be honest with you, very disappointed the way the, the last 10 minutes of the game went. Probably la- very disappointed the way the second half of the game went, to be honest with you, Daniel. Uh, we started off really with intent and it just sort of fizzled out. We sort of dropped back. Um, I felt that we retreated, our forwards retreated. We didn't hold our shape. We just seemed to invite them on. And like to be honest with you, Maybe they could have snuck another goal early on and, and it would have changed the complexion of the game. And maybe if that had came, happened earlier on, it would have made us come back out again. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we were very disappointed. Personally, I'm disappointed due to the, the performance we had in the second half, and especially the last ten minutes. So, to be honest with you, that's the, it, was, it, was, it was poor stuff. And then, I suppose, this is the three in a row. Was there much talk about that beforehand? To be honest with you, and... Probably people think we're lying and all that. There wasn't a word. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, and that is the God, that's, that's the God's truth. To be honest, it's just every championship match you go out, you're just trying to win. And I suppose more so than anything for me, it would be, wouldn't be the three in a row. It would be like trying to add to the Blues tally of uh, championships. That's I'd always have that from a young age. I had that in my head. When I started with the Blues, that I wanted to add to that, to that, and uh, I think we've 23 championships now. And look, it's it's great. It's it's a great thing. It's, it's tradition is a great thing, as you know yourself. And news have just built Cullen probably later in the Pats. They built the tradition later on than the Blues, but do you still have that tradition? And the tradition counts for an awful lot. But again, if you don't have the excuse me language, the balls to back up tradition, it, it counts for nothing. And you have to have that bit of bite and that bit of that bit of want to win championships. If you're your fifth, does that does that add to make it any more special? Um, you're hungry for more. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so look, the lads will probably tell you I'm never happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weed most of the time, but uh, yeah. No, nah, look, uh, probably to be honest, I've never really thought I've I've such and such championship medals. Uh, look, uh, if we go on and play next year and all that, I'll be going out to win the championship again and go out to win the league again. Um, but yeah, it's. That's that's look. I suppose this team. It's we still have a young team. Mm-hmm. Myself, I'm still 32 years of age. But look, it's uh, there's still a lot of lads around 30 to 32 mark. But whether they play on next year, I'd say I'd be hoping that they do. I hope. I think this team still has another good two or three years. But look, minus the boys, Clatter teams coming up there. Cullen's after winning intermediate with a n- nice fresh uh, blend of youth. You have the Marys of a load of youth as well. Like um, the, like uh, there's t- teams there to mark this coming. Look, those teams will challenge, and that that's the nature of life. It comes in cycles. But just the thing, the, the Blues try to be a constant within that cycle, and but look, that won't that won't last forever. You know, there's one la- one last question. There's an itch there that has to be scratched. Um, and it's gone up now in a couple of weeks. It's it's Leinster. Yeah, definitely. Like I agree with you. The, the Last year, Sean and Leinster was absolutely atrocious um, against Aero. I think, personally, like, I know I gauged them from 
from playing football over the years, county football, and they were a fair team. And I like I think a lot of people, I know they went out and they took a bit of a hiding against Mullingock and the next. I actually could not get over that that they were bet by that much because they were a fair team. We didn't play well, but maybe we went let play, play well. Leinster football, you're playing teams that are on a different level, and whether they're from Carlow, Wicklow, the champions of the, these and. The difference probably with these counties, them counties have tradition in the Leinster competition, whereas the Loud counties do not. They never won it. Whereas Era Oak won a numerous one, uh, numerous Leinsters in the 90s. They got to an All-Ireland final. Rat New won, won Leinsters. They, like, you know what I mean? Like The Loud don't have that. They, Cullen got to the final, the Blues and Cooley in the 70s. But there's no, there has never been a winner. So, but look, I think we're playing the Dublin champions. It's going to be... It's going to be a massive task, but to be honest, I'm looking to get this shoulder right now in the next week or so and uh, see then get back at training. But look, we'll enjoy tonight and um, uh, we'll, we'll just take it from there. Really, Danny. Brilliant. Congratulations, Colin. Well done. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Well done. 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 Champions play the Dublin champions, whoever that'll be. Um, Jude Ballybowl, Kilmacud, and Thomas Davis, I think, is the thing. The Blues played Kilmacud 2008. Could it be another repeat of that 11 years on? Who knows? Um, but really good. Really just signal of a tent there from Colin Judge. Just no airs of grace. It's just fairly, uh, very honest and direct. Um, incredible achievement picking up the five two awards. Um, he, he's well on his way and early to matching the the boys in the path to have six. But yet, loud champions play Dublin on the twenty seventh of October. So that's the weekend. That's no, that's incorrect. Don't think that's um, yeah. No, that's incorrect. That's uh, yeah. No, I don't know when that is. It must be the following weekend. I'd say it is uh, maybe the. 9th of November or maybe actually maybe it is the 27th of October uh, with, the, with the game delayed yeah maybe that is right on the Sunday the 27th of October uh, I think I will confirm that later on in the week but um, that's all that's all the main that's all the, the loud and proud um, podcast for this year um, so far um, on the championship anyway we'll have uh, we'll have We'll have numerous podcasts on the the loud the the loud teams in Leinster. Um, thanks for everyone for the well wishes to myself for winning for Matic Rangers. Congratulations to Roach Emmett as well, who claimed this. Um, and congratulations to the Jocks Miners who who uh, did their part of the their end of the bargain by winning the first game and a very impressive game, a uh, very impressive win over. Um, the Joes who have a couple of really talented chaps in there as well just didn't go their way uh, Adam, uh, Ben Callanan got two got two great goals got a goal getting back into a punch that's similar to Sam the full forward as well and he added another one and it's just they just could like the Blues they could control the lead Joe Gordon pulls off some super saves he becomes man of the match um, just overall they, they had that little uh, they did a slow start but just, they got into it and they they led 2-5 to 6 at half time and just saw out the game so congratulations to the Martins they are coming they will come um, but today wouldn't be the day but and senior but neither yes 
Uh, keep following Loud and Proud on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as well. Loads of updates there. And uh, that's it. Thanks very much to the. Thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud Senior Final Podcast. Finally, thanks to Defy for sponsoring the podcast. Check them out at defy.ie.
Man, when I t- 